to our special midweek edition of the Fins Up podcast. I am your host tonight, Mort, and I am joined by my handsome and very well spent co-host, Sado Dan. How you doing, buddy? Made a lovely Nico Hines to you, Terry. Yeah, a lovely Nico Hines to you. Can I just say this, that Nico Hines signed yesterday on my wife's birthday, and I refuse to acknowledge it's her birthday anymore. It's Nico Hines Day. <laughs> Nico Hines Day, mate. Well, she doesn't understand, I'm sorry, but it's run its course. No, we were, I mean, obviously, she. we went out for dinner last night when the news broke, and everyone at the table were all Sharks fans, so we're all talking about it. And she's like, can you guys stop talking about this footballer? It's my birthday. And then we showed her a photo of him, and she's like, carry on. <laughs> That's yeah, fantastic. Mate, Nico Hines bringing people together already. They, they, this is the signing we've been waiting for. We've been calling it for how long? Almost two years now. Yeah, it, almost two years. It's another case of we told you so. And you know, as you said, we hate to say such. But oh my God, this was good. This was satisfying. Yeah, I, I, I mean, at the beginning of the year, like maybe three rounds in or something, I think uh, my tide turned a little bit on Nico Hines because Will Kennedy was playing some really consistent football at fullback. And... Um, I didn't think it would be, you know, I, th- I thought it would be pointless to bring him in um, just to swap for Kennedy. And then you see how incredible he is as a ball player. And it's like, wow. You know, he plays second receiver, first receiver, nearly every set for the Storm. It's, it's an amazing signing. 24 years old, um, not even at the peak. Yeah. Mate, I just want to say before I go on, I never wavered. I wanted him. I've written articles about it on Zero Tackle. Not until about a week ago did I think it would actually happen, and not until about 15 minutes after my first kablamo at the news did I truly accept it. But, I mean... Yeah, we, we were pretty lucky in our DM group to have got that um, scoop, but we didn't know, you know, we, we didn't realise how quickly it was going to be announced because the news sort of came through and then it was like, get ready, for, get ready to tweet because... Here it comes, and the next minute, Buzz drops the bombshell, and Cronulla announce it just like that. Wait, it just—it's—it's it's hard as a Sharks fan to have something so good happen because something bad always happens. It's just just the Shark way. But I mean, it is man. Last it night is, was one of the the truly great nights. This is right up there with Chad Townsend signing for the Cowboys. I'd I'd say this yeah. is on. Look, Luke Lewis was a far better player and in much higher regard, but this has a Luke Lewis kind of feel about it because when Lewis signed, you thought, fuck, we got a future here. And a couple of weeks ago, there was no future when we lost out on Adam Reynolds. Suddenly we've signed the, you know, no matter what these fucking bitter Tiger fans say and these Broncos that wanted to suck Hines off and miss out now suddenly don't raid him, is that every club in the NRL that needed a playmaker had spoken to Nico Hines. You know, four or five clubs have come out publicly and said we've offered you, uh, offered him a contract, and others have said, yeah, we'd be mad not to speak to him. Well, we fucking did it, and it's purely because of Craig Fitzgibbon and Andrew Fafita. Yeah, I, I just I, I want to point out it was pretty funny because the Warriors came out and publicly announced their chase and said on the day that we signed him, they were like, yeah, we're offering him a three-year deal. We want him to come over. We want him to, you know see the club and everything, and Nico just went, ah, oh, fuck, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> nah, I've had me lunch. <laughs> Oi. But it's, you know, Ca- Canberra, uh, 
Canberra went for him, you know, with George Williams gone, they had a chat to him. Um, you know, some good clubs were in for him. You know, the Broncos wanted him either to partner Adam Reynolds or be their fullback. So it's not as if he was shy of options. And, you know, there was up to six clubs chasing him. Absolutely right. And it started out that I thought we were chasing him for fullback. I thought Kennedy was done. Then as Kennedy played really well this season, and I he's sitting six in the Dally M's, it's been our best player all season. Then I thought, oh, well, Nico's going to, you know, if he's going to come, he's going to play in the six. Well, I thought we're going to sign Moylan or Johnson for six and chase a halfback. You know, I think I think everything sort of worked out, but it all just fell into place where we sort of needed it. But when I heard, I, I got some info a couple of weeks ago saying that Nico wanted to play six and he was being shopped at a, as a six. And I thought, okay, we're in this. And when we re-signed Will Kennedy at fullback, that's when I started to believe this could actually happen. Uh, yeah, but it sounds like today, Dan, talk us through this. It sounds like today that Nico Hines might actually be in the seven next year. Yeah, that, that's crazy. I don't know if I completely buy into that because just, what, a week or, or three or four weeks ago, sorry, we were looking at Anthony Milford and we were supposedly going to target him and speak to him and it was all ready to go. And then, whoop, we signed Nico Hines. I think this is another smokescreen. I believe genuinely we're looking at re-signing Moylan because I don't think he's got many options, to be totally fair. We can get him cheap, and if he keeps playing the football he's playing now, you'd be silly not to have him. But he's going to break down. There's got to be an option, and I think Braden Trindle is that option. I think Hines plays six next year. Oh, that is another Trent Barrett special. Wowza. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, he was in the same team. He was in the same Toyota Cup team as uh, Tommy Turbo and Jesse Ramian. So, oh, is that the team that, that won back in 15? Uh, yeah, yeah, Manly won 2017, yeah. Yeah, uh, 2017. And then he went to Q Cup. Yep. There you go. I know, I know he's played a lot of halfback because we were getting tagged in a lot of things today. About how he played played halfback, and he I think he grew up playing halfback, then moved to fullback or something. I don't know some sort of timeline like that. He, he grew up playing in the halves, and then he went to the sunny coast as a five eight. Um, and then Ryan Pappenhausen obviously was at sunny coast as well, but got recalled down to the storm. So Nico Hines went from six to fullback, and he sort of and you can just tell that this is a kid who could easily play in the front line. Oh, spot on the way, and I mean a lot of the. The times he played for the Storm last year, he came off the bench and was playing in the middle, and was just that roving sort of attacking play. You know the the role I expect Jack White to play next week for uh, the Blues, and he tackled a lot, and his his tackle percentage is quite high. He's he's quick. He's not at O'Car quick, but he's a lot quicker than the fucking halves we have. And looking at his short kicking game, he's got a heap of tries, mate. Yeah, just you know. 
go back to that Titans game on the weekend, that break that Moylan made, if that Titans is under the post. Oh, it's gay. it's shut the gate. In that we could say that about three or four times this year. Yeah. Mate, I want to talk yeah. just quickly, Terry, about the negativity from these fuckhead fans on both our Facebook and that are elsewhere. People saying where's he gonna play? Or where's Will Kennedy gonna play? When it clearly states in the release twice, twice I repeat, that he's been signed to jump into the halves next year. What I find the irony in this is that you're reading out members' mail to people, and we know that you weren't a member for a very, very long time. Hey, one year, mate, when I was in Grafton. One year. I'll wear, I'll wear it. I'll wear it. I've got a doesn't matter. But I just want to address it, because opposition fans listen to this, because our voices are soothing, and also girls use my voice to pleasure themselves. So I'm told. Yeah, but fans are tagging us in and saying, what are you going to say about this on Fins Up? So we know that you're listening. Absolutely, and thank you for that. But this bullshit that this guy is just a storm guy who's riding, you know, the coattails of a superstar team. Do not get me wrong for a second. Craig Bellamy has made some fucking chicken salad out of chicken shit in the past, and he will continue to do that. But... The last three weeks, where Nico Hines is absolutely... I think he's won two out of the last three man of the match, and the other one he got two points on the Daly M's. This is a team missing Munster, Pappenhausen, Hughes for a week, and Harry Grant. That's their entire fucking spine. You throw in Bromwich was missing this week. I think Remus Smith missed a week. And they've got George fucking um, Jennings on one wing. So you're playing down one side. Olam never passes, so you're not going to get any tries down that end. He's the reason Melbourne are so fucking good right now, and I cannot wait for people to eat that cock of truth this time next year. Brilliant analogy in the chicken shit, chicken salad. I'm so impressed with that, Daniel. Thank you, Um, mate. The the one thing that I did last night where I made the mistake, now, you and I were meant to podcast last night, and I apologise to our devoted fan base who were hanging on for our every word, but... When the news broke, I had about 21% battery life left on my phone. And the amount of tags that I got on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, my battery died, and I didn't get home until half past nine to charge it. And after having a good night, uh, you know, and then you lay down, you just kind of want to unwind, and I had two options, was to play a little bit of FIFA on my phone, or was to just scroll on social media, and I should have played a little bit of FIFA on my phone, but I went on Facebook, and the first thing I saw was Nico Hines' beautiful face, and I thought, oh, I should just click on the comments and see, you know, the celebration, the victory, the joy. No, I didn't see that. I saw this guy is the perfect backup for Will Kennedy. Jesus Christ. What position is Nico Hines going to play next year? If we re-sign Moylan Johnson and we've re-signed Will Kennedy, someone turned around and said, well, he's not playing halfback, he's not playing 5'8", because Moylan's not leaving with the form that he's in. Are you fucking mad? (laughs) Moylan, Chad Townsend, and Sean Johnson combined have not had the year that Nico Hines has had. Exactly right, yes. This guy has clearly shopped himself, backed himself, and been signed to play as a half. Now, your mate on Twitter today is adamant that Will Kennedy's playing centre. He's adamant that Connor Tracy's playing halfback. Apparently, we have a salary cap and Wade Graham needs to be released and someone's just going to take his 800 grand. Same with Fafita. Um, 
Listen here, you wood ducks. He's either going to be in the six or the seven next year. There's no two ways about it. Don't go putting our best player this year out of fucking position to get a guy who has legitimately backed himself to leave the Melbourne Storm to come and be our, our six or seven. It's, it's literally what's going to happen. Kurt Simmington on Twitter. I really like him. I love winding him up about Aaron Rodgers. Today he pissed me right off saying, I think Will Kennedy's going to be a bit part player. You just re-signed your fullback for two years on a million dollars and he's going to be a bit part player. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Some people just need to, need to put the phones down, mate. And it's usually us, to be fair. a year for a bit part fullback. We haven't learned anything from the John Morris... Craig Fitzgibbon is twice as smart as that, mate. Fucking oh, hell. Smart on. What I what I do want to do is give a shout-out to the Doomsayers, the player exodus pumpers. Mate, oh, yeah. we saw them coming from a mile away, and we said, hey, and I mean, don't get me wrong, you and I have been very critical of this club when they deserve it, and we don't mind, we got plenty of friends in the club, and we don't mind saying what we, oh, what yeah, we genuinely feel. No, fuck them all. We know better. I don't, tongue-in-cheek. But... In this situation, everyone with any morsel of a fucking brain knew that Craig Fitzgibbon was the guy. Now people are starting to realise it because all the players that are playing well are being re-signed. The ones that aren't are being moved to North Queensland next year and we bring in a superstar 24-year-old who, again, as you said, has chosen to leave the Melbourne Storm. This guy could sit on the bench, be the 14 every single week for the next three years, probably win two premierships. 100%. And you heard Bellamy say, we did everything we could to keep him, but we couldn't match the opportunity that Cronulla did. Now, don't get me wrong. We're paying him well, and he's worth every fucking cent and then some. I reckon at the probably the end of next year, we'll have to upgrade him and extend him to keep him. Fucking fine by me. But again, he left for the opportunity, and he had six or seven of them, and he chose us because of Craig Fitzgibbon. I think it's time that everyone who tagged us in rubbish and pro-John Morris shit fucks off and apologises. And I'm going to frame it, and I'm going to put it on the wall behind me, Terry, and I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to fucking touch myself. Yeah, look, there's a couple of people when uh, John Morris got sacked, and and I don't, even, I don't even know how these accounts come across me, right? But I don't follow them. They don't follow me, but they seem to slide into my mentions a little bit. And then... Um, the last three or four weeks when we've re-signed Sipitalakai, we re-signed Connor Tracy, we re-signed Toby and Kennedy, and the only player exodus so far has been a halfback that no one wants, right? Literally nobody fucking wants apart from North Queensland. Um, and now we've signed Nico Hines. I haven't heard, I haven't seen anyone say Dino should leave or Steve Mash should leave or the board should resign. I haven't seen that for a little while now. And, yeah, I haven't heard any of this, uh, you know, bring back John Morris, or John Morris was hard done by. The one person who is sticking to his guns, and I give him credit, Molly is still adamant that John Morris is the man for it, and he's like, you've t- you know, you've tarnished this season, or you've rubbished this season, destroyed the season, whatever it is. He didn't even think to make the top eight. <laughs> you know, so... So if we don't make the top eight, how's the season ending? Let's destroy. Destroy, destroyed, destroyed, you know destroyed I mate. Mean? My 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 dad was quite negative on the on the Morris thing. And don't get me wrong, we didn't we didn't celebrate him leaving. Yeah, I with, wanted to punch your dad in the nose. Well, fair enough. I mean, you bag and surf fits of Gibbon, that's what you're gonna get. But I'm just saying that he's come around. He, he loves Nico Hines. Dale Finucane 
it looks like he's going to sign with Cronulla or use us to push someone else's money up so we can go gotcha and keep. Look, Aaron Woods looks like he's on his way out of the club. You know, all the players that we've called out, Dugan's been told to fuck off. Will Chambers has come in on less money than a tenth of the money Dugan's on and doing twice the job. You can't tell me that wasn't a Fitzgibbon call. Or he wasn't at least consulted. Let's just just go back to our mate Molly, right? So two days after, and I've gone back through the timeline to make sure I've got an accurate summary of what happened, but uh, John Morris was, uh, well, John Morris departed from the club on Tuesday afternoon. And on the Thursday morning, there was the kaboom and said, expect a mass exodus at the Cronulla Sharks. Mm -hmm. Exodus. So it was very dramatic and negative post about how all these players were attached to the Cronulla Sharks, uh, to, to John Morris and not the Cronulla Sharks, right? And I think I think this was a more of a throw, throw some shit at the wall and see what's going to stick because I think these people like Molly and like Ken and Buzz at the time, and we'll talk about Buzz a little bit later on because of a little bit of mail on that, but... I think these guys were expecting the young blokes that John had given an opportunity to to go and, you know, have a, have a crack elsewhere. But that actually hasn't happened because Fitzgibbon's picked up the phone and said, there's a reason Morris gave you a crack because you're a really good player. Let me take you to the next level. And these good young players are re-signing with the club and the old has-beens, like your Aaron Woods, like your Chad Townsend, like your Josh Dugan, like fucking all the old guys that are being paid too much money are now leaving. So if the max mass exodus is the players that we don't want to be there anymore because they're churning too much of the salary cap, then I'm fine with it. Look, me too. Fucking I'll drive them. Sean Johnson's probably the player that Morris Leaving's going to cost us, but... Yeah. You, yeah. If you offered me, you either get Johnson for two years or you get Nico Hines for the next three more, it's Nico Hines all day, every day. Yeah, look, the, the most sense the most sense right now in the club to bring Nico Hines in is for Sean Johnson, right? Sean Johnson and Nico Hines, that is the one combination that just looks at me and says, you get a long-kicking game, you get, you know, an old veteran who is a sensational player still, and we saw that at the Titans. He does like to run downhill a little bit, but, you know, don't worry about that. Um... And you get a young up-and-coming superstar to partner with him. However, I've been told that Sean Johnson and the club are so far disaligned from each other that Sean is not going to be there next year. There was meant to be a mediation between Fitz, Sean and and the Sharks. It's not going to happen. I think Fitz has reached out to him a couple of times and there's just no turning around. Sean feels pretty scarred about what's happened. Uh, You know, it, it may change. But from what I'm told is that we will look in another direction from Sean Johnson. And it sounds like Matt Moylan on a 12-month contract, probably Braden Trindle on a 12-month contract as well. You know, I don't know if I'm okay with that. I think we, I think if you've got Sean Johnson bought into the club and engaged with Nico Hines, we're, we're definitely pushing for a top-four spot. However, you know, if you've got to just cop another top eight finish with Nico Hines and Matt Moylan to then go out and try and sign a superstar, maybe. Look, spot on. And that's that's Sean's prerogative. If he wants to go out and play elsewhere, that's fine. 
But there's the clubs aren't bashing the doors down. I, I think Canberra are going to come in for him when all the dust settles and they, they work out what they're doing. I think they're going to bring him in to pa- partner him with Whiten. Yeah, that could be entertaining, but if he goes down there, fuck him, I don't care. But as you said, Johnson's still a good player. And yeah, the Johnson-Hines is my... my um, Well, not my dream combination, but my what's possible combination at this time. Obviously, you'd love to put him with like a, a Sammy Walker or someone of that, that ilk. But players like that are coming off contract. And as you mentioned earlier, Penrith have got some freaky young halves. Seas have got two young halves that they're trying to bring through. They can only pick one. We should be there to go... Hey, whoever the second best half is, well, you know, we're an option. There's going to be players coming off contract. England's opening back up again, slowly but surely. There's no reason to rush in. Now, giving Moylan one year, yeah, it's a stopgap. You know, you're probably not going to win a premiership with Matt Moylan in your halves playing two out of every three games at best. But in saying that, you don't want to go out there and spend 700k to bring Cody Nicarima across or bring a Brody Croft in where you're panicking. So yeah, I think we're set up with a good spot because Nico Hines sort of his his signing is so important because other clubs are after him. Other signings that we've had recently, like with Sean Johnson, I think it was down to about two or three, but we were always the team that were going to pick him up. This is one where everyone wanted him and we got him. We've got a real buzz about us at the moment. Fucking help us if Dalfinu can join us by the end of the week. That'll be insane. Other players are going to start looking and going, well, there's something going on there and suddenly start talking to the club rather than us chasing them, which is good money-wise too. So, mate, I find nothing negative about this signing at all. And trust me, I've tried because it's the shark fan in me. It's a fucking beauty. Yeah, look, there's always a bit of a pessimistic side when you're a Sharks fan, and the pessimistic side of me turns around and says that if, we, if we've if we signed the Nico Hines to play in the halves and we partnered with Matt Moyland, I think we've kind of failed him a little bit. And if it's only for 12 months of his of his 36 months that he's at the club for for now, then yeah, okay, you live with it. But you've got to hope that Hines is bought into that as well. Because I think, you know, if Nico Hines is looking at our club now, obviously he's, he's going to go, man, I want to play number six and have Sean Johnson play number seven. Yeah, fair call. Yeah, we got to do what we can with Johnson. But if he's gone, he's gone. Like, it's not it's not the end of the world. 26-year-old 20, Sean Johnson is the end of the world. But current day Sean Johnson... Not so much. Same again with Reynolds. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, 100%. When we missed out on Adam Reynolds, I was like, I I didn't see a way out of it. I thought, man, we're going to have to wait a couple of years now, maybe go and spend some stupid money on a pleb like Joseph Barney to come across and play number six for us. But, yeah, no, I wouldn't have been happy with that. But, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, if you gave me the option between Adam Reynolds and Nico Hines... Maybe I probably still would have lent towards Adam Reynolds, but all day, baby. Now that he's here, <laughs> and he just looks so beautiful and so happy, it's, it's Nico, baby. He does look good. He, he looked, oh, man. The photo they used yesterday, too, with the backpack over and the hair down in the beach in the back. Oh, mate, sign me up. I know what's going on my roof, and it's going to be that. Yeah. Mate, we need, we need a hashtag, Terry. Well, before that, can we, can we just talk about uh, your dad... Uh, I don't think you read the room properly this morning, but a good friend of the podcast, Paul, uh, turned around and was like, the things I'm going to do, you know, to my partner about Nico Hines, and your dad wrote back to him and said, are you turning? Yeah. <laughs> Paul, Paul wrote back to him and said, I 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that plane's left the alleyway, mate. That was the runway. That was good, mate. I, I love that. Paul, Paul is one of my favourites, mate. He's he's so good. He's just yeah. quick witted too, which uh, which is good. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I actually like your hashtag that you had today, which was naked for Nico. Yeah. And I think we should just run with that. We just run with that. Yeah, nude for Nico. Yeah, yeah mate. Look, I uh, obviously we could go with Hal Hines, but I it's it's been done. And it'll always be yeah. Hal Matt Moylan, so. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, if we get Hal Matt Moylan next to Nico Hines next year, then that's pretty special for this podcast as well. Bear in mind that this was built on Matt Moylan signing. That's true. We might have to go get um, some pineapples. <laughs> I just, uh, what I found interesting last night was that Buzz Rothfield was the uh, journalist to break in. And, you know, straight away, I'm, I've turned to Rich, I've turned to Jimmy, and Jimmy actually told me um, that there was a board meeting between Buzz and the Sharks, and obviously Buzz is our, you know, he, he, he's, a, he's a Sharks fan, apparently, because the Dragons ditched him, but um, there was an olive, brand ex- olive, olive branch extended from the board to Buzz, and it was like, stop kicking the shit out of us, man, and you know, you can get back in on this, you know, you can get back in on these scoops, and it looks like that hatchet has been buried and Buzz is back on side because the last two weeks, if you actually go back and have a look at some Buzz articles, he's been pretty fucking positive. I think he knows something's building. Um, uh, he definitely does. He, I, I was told too recently that, that that had happened and that they, the Sharks just thought it was just easy to get him on side. And don't get me wrong, Buzz Rothfield's a horrible, horrible journalist, but it's much easier for Sharks fans when he's on your side. <laughs> Look, that too. But I'm just we should put that on a shirt. Um, but I'm just saying, it's easy with him on side. So the Ollie Branch, we saw him in the other night when we beat the Dragons. He was in there singing up up Cronulla. So you started to think, he, yeah, something's going to be here. He actually he went to Coffs Harbour as well. Well, there you go. And like you said, Buzz broke it instead of Riccio, which had been the way it was going because Riccio broke all the Chad stuff. Chad stuff. He also broke Bellamy stuff, and today he's come out with that Moylan article. I hope that's the one that's wrong. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know. Like I, you know, I'm a, I'm a lot more as, as we keep alluding back to. And let's go back 360. But I'm more comfortable with Hines and Johnson playing behind an okay forward pack because I still think that those two guys can create something out of nothing. But if we don't if we don't get, um, you know, if Sean Johnson doesn't buy into it, I think it's imperative that we release or don't re-sign a lot of our forwards. And then I'd be, you know, I'm obviously looking at Dale Fanuke and Isaac Liu, but I still don't think that's enough. I think you need to try and get a Marty to power to come across as well and and just have you know, a big, aggressive fuck-off team. You know, either shift Nakora to the centres or just tell him he's playing his final year at the Jets and getting Talakai in there because we need metres. And, you know, my biggest fear on this as well, with, you know, with no Sean Johnson next year, is Britain Nakora again is just going to fade into mediocrity. So That's true. You take you take Johnson out, Nakora really drops down the pecking order. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, the forward pack that can beat shit out of other people exactly what you want, especially when you got a... A clever young six who's looking to, you know... Oh, he's already won his way into our hearts, but, like, into the, the record books. Just how handsome is he as well? Oh, it's ridiculous. We we are the hottest fucking team in the NRL. I tweeted today that now we've got the two most handsome players in the 
in the NRL, obviously referring to Toby and Nico. But people came in with Brayley and there were others that were saying Ronaldo, you know. Moylan. Moylan, obviously. Brayley. It is ridiculous. I mean, even, look, we just bagged him, but the core is fucking good the cor- There's not, a, not an ugly one amongst them, mate, except Chad. But yeah, anyway, not, a, not, <laughs> not an ugly one against our preferred 17. It's, it's, uh, mate, it's a good, a good night to be a Sharks fan. A good week to be a Sharks fan. I just, I really, really want Fanukin. I saw that coming. I saw that coming. Um, Daniel, you put a post up on Twitter today with a poll asking whether we wanted the top 10 reasons why Nico Hines was better than Chad Townsend or a love poem dedicated to Nico Hines. What one and what do you have for us? Well, the top 10 one, which was a surprise to me because I started putting some rhymes together in preparation for the poem. Because can we get the poem next week? Uh, yes, yes we can. Um, can pe- we do a Nico Hines part two podcast? Absolutely, we will. We'll do the Nico the Nico section each week. But people love hearing me embarrass myself, like with the Chad rap. So I had no doubt it'd win. But yeah, the top ten. So I threw something together. Not a whole lot of thoughts gone into this because I I originally sure wrote never does anyway. <laughs> no. Well, mate, I just wrote some quick ideas and I had one hundred and forty thousand, which I had to. Make into ten, so it's very difficult. But this is what uh, what made the um made the top ten. Let's go. So, anyone listening, the top ten reasons why Nico Hines is better than Chad Townsend. Number one, that hair. No, no Lego. Number two, when Nico makes a break, he doesn't look like my nan running on a treadmill. Very good. Number three, Nico is a much cooler name than Chad. Baby looks at it and goes, "You are so adorable and cute. I'm going to call you Chad." Idiots. Shout out to any Chads listening. Yeah. You you know Cheers, better. <laughs> God. Number four, Terry. Nico Hines knows that four is more than one. Very important. Very good. Chad rhymes with bad, whereas Hines rhymes with one handsome mother. Mm's. Number six. No vlogs. Number seven. No shit beer. Number eight, hasn't blocked us both on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook yet. Number nine, played more of a part in last year's grand final win than Chad did in 2016. For those playing at home, Hines didn't make the 17. And number 10, everyone's better than Chad. I just want to give a shout out to Brayden, the uh, the Cowboys fan, as well. Before we jump off, he was like trying to compare Nico Hines to uh, Corey Allen today, <laughs> and said that Cronulla have overpaid for a slightly better version of Corey Allen in the Melbourne Storm system. So I wrote back and said, "This come from a guy whose team's literally just paid eight hundred thousand dollars for Chad Townsend," and he goes, "What aboutism is what people use when they're losing an argument?" I said, "Okay, fair play." Um, I'm happy that we've signed Nico Hines for three years on $600,000 a year. Are you happy that you've signed Chad Townsend for three years on $800,000 a year plus a car? And he blocked me. (laughs) Great argument. Mate, he... I reached out to him last week. I said, why don't you come on the podcast and we'll talk with you? And he's like, oh, nah. You know, I said, come on, mate. People want to hear. And I put a poll up, and it was like 98% people. All my mates jumped on and voted, saying that, yeah, they'd like to hear him come on. And he goes, oh, are you guys just going to stitch me up about Chad Townsend? I said, yes, we are. Never heard back. Exactly what we're getting <laughs> on for. <laughs> yeah, fucking duh, mate. 
But um, yeah, the only reason I wanted him is because I knew he'd be good fun to stitch up. So I'm going to get on there. I'm going to go, I heard you block Terry, and I bet you I'll join you in the block army about 15 minutes. Anyway. Let's get nude for Nico. Oh, my boy. <laughs>